Hello, dear listeners. Just a quick note at the top of this episode. It might not sound as good as usual. That's because we are editing it ourselves for this week and this week only, just to get an episode out to you. Last minute episode, we decided to record something about COVID-19. And this is what we've got. So you're saying we can't get this edited by tomorrow? I don't believe that's possible, no. How is that possible? I have 100 rolls of toilet paper and 10 cases of bottled water. Welcome to the Above Board podcast with me, Jack Ellis, and Mr. Paul Jarvis over there in the on the west side of Canada. How are you? I that's such a loaded question, my friend. <laughs> during these trying during these trying times, you're good though. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are healthy. We have been isolating for a while. You and I can both work from home, so it's it sucks, not going to lie, but it could definitely be worse. Yeah, man, people dying and uh, people crying and everything else. And this episode's going to be a bit of a mixture because we're obviously quite charged up about the whole topic. Uh, I want to get it out of the way and say I'm sorry to anyone who has lost any friends or relatives in this horrible pandemic and... Um, yeah, that sucks. We, uh, it's not good. Not a good time. And I think last week, a lot of people were really hit with the reality of the situation because it's very easy to listen to what's going on in China and just think, oh, that's just China. And then when it starts coming closer to us, into the UK, into Europe and North America, we really step back and think, well, this is actually real. This isn't just something we're hearing about on the news. This is in our lives. And it just gets closer and closer to us and we're suddenly, we're in the reality of it. And it's really, really humbling. Last week I was all over the place. It's stupid, and like you say, we can work from home, but I was really sad about people losing their jobs and people struggling. And this was before Canada introduced the relief plan, which uh, I was really happy about. Yeah, I mean, it's still, I guess, a few weeks away because I think it starts in April, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds right. Yeah. So I just hope that, and we can just get right into it, I guess. I I just hope, like the last time, and this this was more an American thing than a Canadian thing, but the last time there was a bailout, it was like banks and people that really didn't need to be bailed out. I'm just hoping this time, if, if there is money to stimulate the economy and to help people who are in dire straits or to help people who are on the margins, it just better fucking go to them and to small businesses and to businesses that need it. So do you, do you, so I was thinking about this today. I'm like the cruise ship companies are just flailing right now, obviously, because that's a a couple of them um, had outbreaks and it's really hard to contain, I guess. But like, should we save the cruise ship industry? And I don't think I don't think we should, to be honest. But I'm curious, and I can tell you why. But I'm curious what you think. So straight into the economic side, okay? Yeah, yeah. I've I've obviously been reading a few things on Twitter and just forming forming my own opinions, subject to change. Should we bail out air, air, airlines and uh, cruise ships? My current stance, based on 
where my current thinking is is no uh, I think not thinking not even airlines I was just talking cruise ships cruise well, companies I think there should be bailouts but with perhaps with conditions because if you start bailing out airlines should they should the CEOs be getting big bonuses because the CEOs oh, have plenty well that's just it and I'm I'm Mr capitalist I think that CEOs should get bonuses if they actually uh, run a good company treat their staff well and everything else but i'm saying that if us the, if we the taxpayers are bailing out a big company then two years later the ceo gets a big bonus we've just paid for their bonus and then if they try and say no bonuses if we bail you out they'll just restructure it and they'll get the lawyers involved so that's where i think that things are a bit stupid we're going to spend our tax money or sorry the government's going to spend our tax money and they're going to bail out an airline and then in a few years time Johnny, Johnny Two Guns, or I don't know what to call the CEO, but he gets a big <laughs> bonus, or he or she gets a big bonus. I mean, what, what's that, what's that about? That's not right. And then fuck the cruise ships, yeah. dude. Fuck the cruise ships. Um, yeah. I mean, should I think airlines are necessary? Not probably not as much as we in the as some people in the West use them. Like traveling to go, traveling for the sake of traveling every week or traveling for meetings when you could just do them on Zoom, which everybody's doing now. I think that airlines could be scaled back considerably, but I do think like I, both of us have families that live places that you can't really get to without an airline or can't get to easily without uh, without a plane. So I think that they could be scaled back, but not go away entirely. Cruise ships can just fucking go and die. Yeah. Yeah, and with things like that, and I, we talk about um, nationalisation of things and, and, you know, the healthcare in the United Kingdom and in Canada. Um, that's interesting to me because I like competition, but do I, I don't really like competition where there's a really high entry level. So the analytics space, I like it. There's lots of competition. Mm -hmm. It's good. Any sort of small businesses, but when we get to these big businesses, if me and you wanted to compete and offer a better service, we would need ridiculous capital. And it's not really a... I guess it's not really a fair playing field because the entry level is too high. I like the competition where it is a it's a um, fair playing field. But if we didn't bail them out, and this is the problem, I haven't finished uh, thinking through everything really because I say no, we shouldn't bail them out. Uh, Justin Trudeau, don't give them any. Or it wouldn't be Trudeau; it would be uh, it would be Mr. Trump. Um, if I said no, don't, we shouldn't bail them out. Then what are the consequences of that? Is that I can't go and see my family in the UK? which would suck. So yeah. I'm speaking without yeah. thinking about consequences. So I'm uh, not too sure. I mean, I have a little bit. I think cruise ships, so cruise <laughs> ships are awful companies. Like, so first of all, none of them are American. So if America bails them out, that's fucking stupid. They've all incorporated in other places like, like the Caribbean, like Bermuda or Panama, uh, Liberia, all of these places. So they don't have to pay income tax. They pay no federal income tax in the States. They can be shielded by these other countries. They pollute the air and oceans. They're not really that necessary. I just think that I think if, if cruise ships die because of this, I'm not going to Sorry, be is this a thing? Are they talking about bailing out cruise ships? Uh, somebody somebody was. It might have been Trump, so who knows? Well, hold your thought there, though. He wouldn't be bailing out cruise ships unless America had some, or him, had something to gain. So yes. forget the income tax. It's the whole, um, the whole Amazon doing business in the UK and avoiding certain taxes, but putting in lots of... Um, PAYE, PAYE taxes and everything else. 
Um, he did. He floated a government bailout uh, towards the cruise industry, saying it's a prime candidate for a bailout. Fascinating. Okay, then. So there has to be something. I don't think he knows that they're not American companies. <laughs> well, no, but if if that's even on the table, then there's got to be. He has there has to be something to gain for the country, or he has to have there has to be some motive for him doing that. He wouldn't just say, "Let's give you free money." Yeah, I mean, Trump towers on a bunch of cruise ships, maybe. <laughs> well, it's possible. Yeah, no, there could there could be something to gain. Um, I just don't see why a government would bail out a foreign company like that unless there was something to gain. Yeah. Interesting. Ah. Uh, yeah, I mean that. That's I. I didn't think you, we both have different show notes, and we didn't want to share them with each other because we didn't want to steal each other's talking points. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jack's not going to steal this talking point about my soapbox on the cruise ship industry. No, and I, so. I have been thinking about the um, <laughs> the economic side of things, and it does concern me. Um, Same. A lot of companies are obviously going to thrive in this in this place, and I, my show notes were <laughs> were going to not dive into the the economic side. I was going to talk about the actual thing um, first before for the the businessy side but i'll do it i'll work with what your show notes have got i'll talk about the business side i think that the small businesses should be supported um i think that there is that is happening in canada they're giving out loans i think over three years they're giving a 3.3 percent loan um i think bdc i believe it's called and mm-hmm. you pay interest only for the first year and if you if you shouldn't take debt if you don't need it but if you need it to keep your business afloat and I've been, I showed you that infographic from J- JP Morgan about the mm-hmm. cash float that companies keep. That's scary, dude. Yeah. That's fucking scary. I think the restaurants were doing the worst. They had something like, I don't know if it was 14 days. I haven't got it to hand, but um, all these small businesses, I think 25% of them didn't have cash flows over, I think, 30 days or 25 days. Now that's that's sad yeah and i mean it, it's sad not just for the business but for the people that work for those businesses like I, I a bunch of business owners that i spoke with last week um having to let employees go and it's just it's like gut-wrenching because they don't have the money to pay for, like it's a snowball effect where they don't have the money to pay themselves or pay their employees so their employees don't have a job so their employees don't have the money to pay for shit in their lives like rent or food or or whatever and it just it just like there's no part of the economy that this doesn't touch yeah and there's some you mentioning that i've seen a few things people are saying things like so individuals that are losing their jobs you've got people saying they should have had an emergency fund and the same with businesses and i do think we project our ideals or our situation onto people so uh, we would be guilty of doing this if we were looking at ourselves and then looking at someone else and assuming they have the same thoughts the same um, I don't know the, the same space to think about things the, the same level of stress not everyone's going to have the um, the, abi- the ability or the financial ability or even necessarily the knowledge to know to save an emergency fund and a lot of people aren't even are barely getting by so how are they going to save an emergency fund that's going to keep them uh, good for six months? I think at this kind of time, we need to be more compassionate than, um, than head, head smart. Is that the term? Where you're just like, oh, well, they didn't have money saved. They should, they should be broke. They yeah. should lose their house. Like, fuck no. Like, there's, 
this is a hard yeah, it time doesn't, it doesn't work like that yeah this isn't every day where you're in a, i mean i said to you the other day when people are not working and they're able to work and we've got a strong economy lots of jobs lots of opportunity i'm not as sympathetic obviously if you're disabled and everything else mental health physical health whatever i'm very sympathetic um but if you're not i'm not that sympathetic but in a time like this where you might want to work but you can't that just hits me in a whole different way and then there's a whole different level yeah. of uh, thought and feelings that come up from it yeah i mean especially all the people that their job they can't stay home like a lot of us are lucky to be in a situation where yeah we can work from home i mean you and i both work from home regardless but there's that's only a small percentage of people who are actually able to do that right like there's a lot of people who if they can't actually go to a physical location to do their job they're not getting paid yeah so there's not just like oh, everybody has to stay home kind of thing and i mean everybody should stay home i think we're both advocates of social distancing and doing what needs to be done but like it's hard like it's hard to i think it's also hard to tell people in the west to do stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> like because we're so, our society is so built on personal freedoms and individualism and it's not like none of us in the West that have grown up in the West have had to live through like totalitarian regimes or communist regimes here, right? Like unless you uh, came from another country or a refugee or something like that, then yeah, obviously you would have that experience. But I mean, people who have grown up here and where the, the West is really all that they know, we're not used to being told to do stuff. We're used to taking care of ourselves. We're used to like the freedom and indiv individualism is kind of what America uh, especially has been built on oh that's that big thing so yeah so it's hard to like think okay in order to get through this one we have to come together and, and do things for the greater good and two we have to do things we don't want to fucking do like staying home and isolating is hard especially for people who aren't used to doing that i mean i've been isolating for i guess about 10 days now no real difference in my life like I don't really I ordered groceries instead of going to the grocery store we were self-isolating before it was cool yeah I thought that I, joke the other day I wasn't sure how that if I was going to say that I just thought that the other day obviously it's a joke uh, but um. yeah I mean like I, I got a couple more uh pieces of equipment to to work at, at home so I don't have to go to the gym and really like that's the biggest change but I think the other thing, and even just watching videos of people online where they're like out on spring break and oh, stuff and they're like, oh, I don't care. Fucking idiots. And it's like, I don't, like, I don't get it. Even if you're not doing it for yourself, do it because other people need you to do it. Yeah. Like if you're just going out to party, it's like, you don't like, maybe you have grandparents, maybe there's just old people that who if they got it they might have much worse effects than than you would if you got it mr mrs 20 something year old yeah no if you're able to stay home and you're not staying home you're a fucking moron and if you're if you're able to work from home and your boss isn't letting you work from home then your boss is a fucking moron and you can send them this podcast because <laughs> exactly just skip ahead to this time step. honestly fuck them i've heard a few stories where bosses aren't taking it seriously um, and their, their employees are basically having like f so this this is on my show notes let's talk about why this isn't a joke and why this isn't the flu um you know if you're out there thinking this is the same as the flu then that's it's not like it's no one's fault it, you just have to um 
just learn a bit and that sounds patronizing as hell <laughs> i'm not trying to be patronizing uh who am i to patronize but this isn't a joke um the one to th- uh, 1.3 to 1.4 people um, that's how many people you will infect when you've got the flu so when it's been spread through 10 different rounds aka you transmit to 1.3 and then the theoretical 1.3 transmit to 1.3 per person by the time it's been spread 10 times you are responsible for 14 cases of flu now comparatively this coronavirus is so much more infectious so you pass it on to three people and then by the time it's spread 10 times you are responsible for 59,000 people who are infected and now imagine that you've got 50 dickheads that have decided that they're too important to self-isolate that's now 2.9 million people infected and just because some absolute fucking idiots i've got to i I will chill out on the swearing but i just need to get this off my chest these absolute idiots won't stay home because oh i've got to have my spring break party and get pissed up it's just that it's really really disgusting um and it's just it's selfish and if you can't stay home you can't stay home that's understandable but if you can stay home you should be staying home and we need to uh, flatten the curve yep i think that as well there's such varying sources of information where people get their information i mean even in the beginning all of the yeah oh fuck (laughs) I'm sure he has some pill. I haven't even looked at Alex me. Jones. He kills me. Uh, he probably has some Corona pill. Dude, he fucking kills I, me. That guy is. Hilarious. He's to me. He's a comedian. Well, not with the the what's it called? Not with that. You know well, about the getting getting the people saying that Sandy Hook was a hoax and yeah. all of the shit that the parents of the, yeah, yeah, of yeah. the dead children had no, to that go makes through because of it. Less funny. Yeah, that's gar. That's just absolute yeah. like human garbage. Agreed. But I think that even like I sent out an email to my mailing list um, about basically talking about how we need to have compassion for the economic impact that this is causing. And I did hear from people saying like, I can't believe you're buying into this. (laughs) What the fuck am I buying into? I (laughs) I can't believe you're buying into wanting people not to die. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't even talking about the virus. I was talking about like the economics uh, and the the people aspect of the economics, which is very real. Yeah, yeah. It's like even if you don't believe in science or logic, then it, there's still an economic impact to be had. But also, the the science isn't the science isn't like in question here. Nobody's come out and no scientist has said like, oh, this isn't a real thing, or this isn't as contagious, or this isn't yeah. killing as many people as it's killing. The, the science is 100% agreement. Some politicians are disagreeing. Some politicians oh, don't really politics. have a handle yeah. on what truth is. But science isn't... There, there's there's no... Yeah, science is in agreement about all of this. And this comes out, and surprise, surprise, it's turned into something political. Democrats are saying one thing. I'm talking about just American politics, but it just yeah. turns into a war. It's my tribe against your tribe. Um, I just... How can this be political? Like, it's not political. No, it doesn't, dude, it doesn't U- make any sense. US, in the US, political. everything will become political. It's so... Um, I, I mean, it's exacerbated with the current situation, but everyone's so divided. Um, and I, I, I've uh, said on Twitter the other day that, you know, I don't like politicians. I don't like any, any of the politicians. You know my feelings about all Same. of them. But I, do, I did gain some respect for Mr. Trudeau this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate his fucking facial hair. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way right now. He's a communist he looks like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I actually gained some respect for him. And it reminds me of 
World War Two times in the it reminds me as if I was alive, but it makes me think back to when <laughs> exactly the, good old you were <laughs> hanging out with Winston Churchill. <laughs> but it makes me think back to then when the politicians actually came together, they stopped their bullshit, um, and they actually worked together on something. And I don't know, Canada just feels Canada feels good, and I am in my yeah. I mean. You know, even Andrew Shear has basically been like, yeah, that we just we need to get things done so Canadians are taken care of. Yeah, and that's how it should be. And like ideologically, him and Trudeau <laughs> <laughs> trying to mash up Trudeau and Turd. Yep. But uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said, same. I, like I listening to Trudeau, and obviously even like Moreau with. Like everything about that man, our, the finance minister of Canada, yeah, no time I for dislike. Him. No time for that guy. I cannot stand him. But if he's going to push through things that help small businesses yes. and individuals affected by this on the margins, then that's the one good thing that he's doing. And for at least for right now, just like you said, like wartime measures, for at least right now, I'm going to put my feelings about the about political parties in Canada on hold. Because I want things to happen quickly for the people that need them, and yep. nothing, that's it. Like yep. no further. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's done. A, I think he's done a good job. I think he's done the right thing, and it makes me proud to be a taxpayer because I'm sitting over here. I, I'm feel, I'm fine for myself. I feel fine, but I'm just so worried about other people. He then brings that out, and I'm just. It makes me so happy to see. Ooh, podcast mm-hmm. error number one is keeping your phone on whilst you're recording. Oh, oh Justin Trudeau, how did he get my number? <laughs> as quick as well he must be listening so we've just said why this isn't a joke um, I mean, Paul let's talk about what we're personally doing it's all good talking about this talk is cheap if you're really feeling froggish mm-hmm. leap what are you doing so what are you, do you want me to start or do. Do you want, or do you want to start okay what, what am I personally doing obviously self-isolating hold on let me look at my calendar here we started isolating do on the 14th of March we're recording this on the 23rd of March uh, mostly because I have uh, like on the list of like you should be kind to seniors and people with health <laughs> issues I fall into the with health issues thing sure. because I have issues with breathing problems I have issues with autoimmune stuff so like if somebody's gonna get it, I'm gonna. I got H1N1 when that was the thing. The what? what? And that no, was awful. What's that? That it was the. It was. It, it was when what I lived in Vancouver. Hell? So it was at. Le- it was probably around somewhere between 2005 and 2010. I guess. So I would have been a teenager. Okay, so it is. Yeah, exactly. I was like in my 40s. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> but I just think that I don't want to take any chances. And I did feel like I was I had a cold last week, which I, I might have, but it was thankfully quite mild. So like I didn't want to take any chances with me getting infected or with me infecting anybody just in case it wasn't a cold. Because that's the thing with this. You can think that you're fine or not present symptoms or present very mild symptoms and still infect people. Like the virus doesn't care how bad you have it. Yeah. it care, it's going tr- to go to other people um, if you do have it. So I'm just like, fuck, I'm staying in and not going out so we ordered groceries instead of going to the grocery store uh what else we ordered a couple like a couple more free weights okay i'm doing pull-ups on my stairs because they're floating stairs so i can go under them um i planted 
Um, all I planted everything under my grow lights because it's spring here on the west coast of BC. It's probably like minus thirty and six feet of snow where you are. Oh, That's yeah, just I'm a so guess. Mad. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> so trying to grow food for the summer because it, the more resilient that we can be as a household, the better. Um, yeah, I mean we we started to think like uh, my wife and I started to think about this in January because it was spreading through China then and we're like it's going to it's going to come is going to get here soon. And so we started thinking about it and kind of planning a little bit for it um quite a quite a while ago and I'm thankful that we did that. I think that's it. Yeah. I don't think I missed anything. What about for yourself? Oh, it's been a, a weird one. We didn't go crazy and buy 100 rolls of toilet paper. Uh, the introduction was a joke. We've <laughs> 99 we stopped at 99 yeah and we we grabbed a few extra things back in i think january as well um i was thinking along the lines of you and me and my wife were talking about it we grabbed a few extra things online before people started going crazy and it, it doesn't hasn't made a difference so i ordered yeah. diapers aka nappies in my homeland and i ordered them last week and they've already come here the supply chain's working just fine, so all the morons that are out there panicking. Yeah. And it, that's just it. It's, it's the fucking idiots of society. It's that, oh, I'm not going to stay in, or I'm going to buy 10 packs of toilet paper, you absolute idiot. It's infuriating. If people didn't behave, <laughs> if people didn't behave like idiots, we'd be fine. Yeah, the truest statement <laughs> applies to any time in... Yes, but that's that's the problem. And we, so yeah, we didn't go crazy and stockpile, but we had enough to last us like a few weeks if we weren't able to get to the grocery store. And uh, we bought frozen food, so um, like uh, cod and or, like things like that, chicken and things that we could just cook from frozen. So yeah. we got frozen veg, all, all kinds of things, and we had a few. We tried Hello Fresh for a little while, and we had a few of those left over. But I went to the grocery store, um, I think we've been isolated for, I think, nearly two weeks. I think it might have already been 14 days um, doing essential travel only. And for us, that was zero travel. Uh, sorry, zero, because mm -hmm. um, you can travel in the car, but going out. But we needed to get groceries, so it was the most intense um, shopping trip of my life. So my rule now is if I touch something, I don't put it back down. No yeah. chance in hell. So I'm, if I pick something up to look at it and I do it by habit, I'm buying it, even if I don't want it. Yeah. So yep. it, it feels very... And we actually um, bought a few things. Uh, my my uh, in-laws, they were isolating because my father-in-law was self-isolating because he travelled internationally and his work asked him to self-isolate. This was a, a yep. long time ago now. So I got some groceries for them. But as I was shopping... I was trying not to walk too fast because I didn't want people to panic because that's what it feels like. It feels like you're mm -hmm. just in competition with everyone. And it's a really weird feeling going grocery shopping and feeling like there are limited resources. It's all in my head. It's not true. There are not limited. Well, yeah. there kind of are limited resources in some places, but. But there's only limited resources because people are being no, dumb. No, that's it. Yeah. People are hoarding. <laughs> Yeah. So, and I, when I went shopping the other day, I wouldn't even buy two jugs of milk just out of principle. 
yeah. so our kiddo drinks milk at the moment and i'm just thinking i'm not buying two jugs because there could be an old lady who needs to buy milk right <laughs> I'm not, you know, my kiddo can go without milk and we can work something else she's not that young you know she's a toddler now but so yeah the groceries and everything got got um mildly stocked up but not to the extreme before things got crazy uh, we're severely limiting everything. Like I say, I've been out once to the grocery store. My wife's seen her parents who are also self-isolating. It was the two-week mark, I think, yesterday. Or today, I forget now. Yeah. So she's seen them. But apart from that, everyone's just staying home. And we're in Manitoba, which is a province in Canada. And people here are taking it very seriously. We're in a state of emergency. Good. We have, I think, 20 cases. I think it's 20 cases. Um, yep, there's 20, 20 when we started recording. I like <laughs> it could have changed. Yeah, so people are taking it very seriously. There's a lot of social shaming going on. Um, my wife actually has a friend who went on a holiday to Mexico and didn't cancel the holiday and still went ahead with it. She got a lot of abuse for doing that. Understand? Not abuse. Uh, a lot of shaming. Um, yeah. But she's now self-isolating, and I think she's it's been drilled into her how serious yeah. this is. So she's now isolating which is good so yeah no we're we're, we're okay and uh, like i said i don't feel bad for us and everything else i've just been feeling bad for a lot of other people so yeah i mean we are fairly remote here and i was always worried about a tsunami or an earthquake wiping out like the bridge into town so like we've always had staples for a couple weeks in our pantry because that's just the way like i don't know that's just like living like living at the ocean on the west coast for so long and just like that if something bad happens i was never planning for this though i've seen it i've seen enough like social dystopian type movies where i should have been thinking pandemic but i'd be more worried about yeah yeah construction on a bridge or something i hear that a lot of construction happens on bridges and they get shut down but i don't know if that would apply to a bridge near you So that's personally what we're doing. Uh, what do you think that businesses should be doing in this time? Uh, what have you heard about businesses doing? Um, well, I mean, for us, for Fathom, luckily we are a 100% remote company, so that's not changing. Um, we're still trying to get feature. I think as well, like there needs to be some kind of normalcy. Like last week was a pretty busy week for me for work. And I kind of liked it where I was so busy that I couldn't think about COVID-19 for like three or four hours at a time. And it just felt, and even on Friday, uh, my wife and I had a media and Corona fast for 24 hours. I was like, that was the best I felt since this whole thing. So since January, basically, well, cause I've been afraid of this since January and not that that fear did any good for me, but I still have been afraid, but like, it was nice to just take a break. And I think that sometimes we feel like guilty that because this is the most important thing in the world, it doesn't mean we need to be thinking about it or stressing out about it 24 seven. I don't think that does anybody any good, but it's still always there, always looming. So I like that we have, um, it's still kind of business as usual ish for fathom. I mean, for me, my core sales have pretty much dried up and there's a lot of refunds because people are just scared about their money now, or they, uh, they have reason to be scared about their money because they've lost their job or something like, or they've been laid off. Sorry, there are are refunds because people are scared. So then they, because they've watched the course, but they want a refund. 
Yes, which does create a chain reaction because then I have to worry (laughs) about it because I've now given back money. I thought that was mine kind of thing yeah. so it's i don't it's, i don't have, there's no way i don't have an answer i'm new that. to the course sucks, i'm new to the course game i don't i still i'm, I'm never i'm probably never going to be comfortable with that but i suppose i'm, I'm probably uncomfortable hearing it because i know what you do with your money in terms of charitable giving and stuff like that so i suppose that's probably why i'm more like fuck you guys uh but <laughs> that's uh, yeah whatever it is what it is right yeah i mean i still i was able to get a refund on some hotel travel Good. that and that was money i thought i wasn't going to get back and as soon as i got that back i'm like fuck spca because Good. right now people are apparently surrendering animals on mass because either they can't afford to feed them or they're scared that they might get sick from them which isn't true fuck you're not gonna off, get dude. No. coronavirus from a dog a joke. A please tell me you're joking people think they can get sick from their dogs that aren't leaving the house please tell me you're joking yeah. no i'm not but i mean like even in at the beginning of february corona sales for the corona beer dropped by like 38 percent because people thought that there was a connection no, they're doing there. good now though. so like they're doing good now yeah <laughs> i i think all alcohol sales are doing well everybody needs their their, their apocalypse rosé i mean i'm drinking my apocalypse rosé no i'm not <laughs> what do i have i have sparkling watermelon water i'd like to see i'm from- oh, sorry go on <laughs> from president's choice i guess oh yeah i don't know yeah just living sparkling. the high life i was gonna say i exactly. wonder what cannabis sales are doing cannabis is legal in canada now so i imagine people are just getting high and <laughs> just eating burgers probably <laughs> there's yeah i mean i i don't yeah that's that's not a bad way to end most days i don't think <laughs> if you're if you're stressed out then do do what you need to do to to relax a little bit my uh, my friends back home think it's like i don't smoke weed people um, back home think it's really funny that cannabis is legal over here to me it's just all normal now but it's uh, it's funny too because like it's sold through the government it's sent through the mail which is run by the government (laughs) like your drug dealer is now the government of canada it's very strange yeah it's just a bit it's just a bit weird yeah so um so yeah uh, laricon's been cancelled as well taylor or well yeah i mean you were going to speak at that that was like a bit like seeing your name amongst like taylor's name and adam's name and a whole bunch of like huge names in the the laravel industry i was like that's my guy (laughs) that's my co-founder yeah but yeah now but i understand and and taylor even tweeted that he's taking like a forty thousand dollar personal hit by canceling it now versus like a hundred k or more later so it just makes sense to it, like it makes sense to cancel it it is it is sad because it would have been awesome to to have you speak on stage with that that you'd be sharing with all those awesome oh, fuck, yeah. laravel people whatever right i mean that that's it'll happen yeah, it will happen maybe i've no i've got good... conferences come back <laughs> yeah, yeah no i've got the talk ready it was the right thing to do and everyone's upset about it people are losing money you know the flights and stuff and um but ultimately it was the right thing to do and everyone understands that For sure you you forget about everything else so so yeah yeah so that's not going ahead and that's the right thing and uh no we're never we're not going to the (laughs) we're looking forward to going to the uk and seeing family and stuff um we're holding back on that because i was saying we need a holiday just version two and into client work and more fathom and everything else Mm -hmm. has been intense and i just need a holiday um yeah, but but yeah. So talking about holidays and we're talking about COVID nineteen. <laughs> that's just like exactly. the least of my. It's not going to happen anytime soon. No, but. me and my wife. Um, one of the things we just regularly are, are reflecting on how lucky we are 
and because some people are so in their own heads just thinking about how unfortunate like i can i can say we're not going on holiday but i know that that doesn't matter that's nothing compared to what some people are going through um so in terms of what businesses should actually be doing we talked about what we didn't talk we're doing some food bank donations uh we went through a few ideas we went through the idea of doing uh, like a credit to our customers and things like that the reason we didn't go with that is because um we can do more impact with the money going to food banks. Uh, we've had suggestions mm-hmm. for food banks around the world. We originally were thinking just doing it in Canada, but then we thought, well, no, it would be cool to uh, reach out to areas that our customers live in and help their communities as well so we can get this impact across yeah. the globe, and that feels really good. So, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of companies are going remote, which is the right thing to do, when they can, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that's really what people should be doing. So... Yeah, and it's interesting too that like the the heroes of all of this are like grocery store people. Like I can't imagine having to go to work and like check in people's groceries right now. Like that to me, I'm thankful that they're out there doing that. They should fuck. They should get paid more. Okay, so this is like they should get danger pay. They they are so Sobeys. Okay, so Sobeys are increasing the hourly pay. Sobeys is a big grocery store Good. in Canada. No, no, no. They're increasing yeah. the pay by fifty dollars a week. Okay, Canadian. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. My wife told me that, and I said that's not good enough. And I would have, if it was my company, and <laughs> yes, OBC, the Sobeys CEO does listen to this podcast. If I was running <laughs> Sobeys, I would be doing a profit share per branch. If you work in a high traffic area, you shouldn't be getting paid the same as someone in a Sobeys in. Um, you know on a small island or something that's not okay mm-hmm. so I wasn't very happy with that I think that $50 is completely negligible I appreciate they've got yeah. employment insurance and things to pay but I still would have insisted on a, a percentage based reward so although you know it's better than nothing I, I'm not I'm not it sold. is yeah and they're putting themselves they're putting themselves out there like it's 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 scary I just find that's another like if you if you don't feel well stay home it's not worth it it's not worth potentially getting the people at the stores you're going to sick the people that you know sick like it just just stay the fuck home you, especially if you don't feel well do you worry about that do you worry about the fact that the groceries you're taking into your house may have been touched by multiple people and someone may have sneezed on it does that worry you yep sure does we left our so we wiped down the containers with bleach with like, of course bleach you wipes. do Wait, did you do this before COVID-19 or is this just a new thing <laughs> only a little bit we use one wipe now we're using <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding but yeah like we wash the shit out of all of our produce always but like that's just what about the box like, stuff well, I'll wipe it down. We didn't wipe. We were, we're wiping it down now. We didn't wipe it down before, like last year or anything like that. But we are wiping stuff down now. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Like it may. I think they were saying that it it can live on on hard surfaces like like metal or plastic for a little while. It decreases in virality by quite a bit, but it can still live. And then on soft surfaces, there have been no. And I don't want to fear monger. As to my knowledge, there have been no confirmed cases that happened because somebody got sick from food 
So that is just a precaution that I'm taking because it makes me feel better. And if it quiets my neurotic monkey mind, then I'm going to do it right now. And it is different for you because you're saying about immune system stuff and breathing stuff. For me, if I did get sick, it wouldn't actually be the end of the world. The kiddos, and this is something that made me laugh. I was so father-in-law's doctor was talking to him a few weeks ago longer than that now i'm just losing track of time but i was saying about how worried i was if my kiddo got sick right yeah he turns around and goes to me she's got a stronger immune system than you and i'm like okay fair enough so she's gonna be just fine so um that was really reassuring and i don't really care about myself Uh, i cared more about her obviously my wife works out stupid amounts and is healthy so but I'm, I'm staying home the point is that if a delivery driver gave me something or my wife something we're not going anywhere but that's the whole point though isn't it is that you do the minimal travel and you don't spread it we cut that yeah. that three spread and let me remind people if it spreads 10 times so you spread it to someone uh, you spread it to three people then those three people spread it to three people each uh, 10 times in that's 59,000 people infected okay 50 people doing that 2.9 people are still going on the london underground because they're morons but i think boris johnson in the uk actually ordered a uk lockdown his dad was on tv saying that he'd still go to the pub if he needed to go to the pub (sighs) yeah i uh of course he did there's british priorities right there yeah no kidding people were not taking it seriously but now things have been locked down so um well ontario shut down all non-essential businesses a couple hours ago good and that that may happen across more provinces but yeah i'm glad i'm glad to see that i mean it sucks economically but we need to first get through the virus and the pandemic and then deal with the economic fallout of it well and and the risk is that we've left it so late and then because because of that it's going to be worse than if you'd have shut down the uh shut down the economy earlier shut down the economy shut down the non-essential businesses earlier on so now because yeah. you took so long and you dragged your feet it's going to take it's going to have a much bigger effect on the economy than if you'd have acted when people were saying to act. or when i say people were saying i mean i follow uh, nasim taleb on twitter and he's uh, a risk guy and i think yeah. he predicted 2008 as well he was literally saying back in january i think january they were saying we need to do something and we've only mm-hmm. just the uk has only just shut down non-essential shops yeah i think politicians are so scared to do something before it's needed but in this situation that is exactly what is needed politicians don't want to be wrong or they don't want to do something and then look stupid yeah and actually one kind of kind of gone on about the u.s but one shining note that i will point out about the u.s is the i think i'm gonna get this wrong now I think it was either the governor of New York State. Hold on. I got to find the article before I say what I was going to say. So the governor of New York State. I'm trying to guess what you're going to say, but because I, I thought that New York responded quite quickly. Um, but they they have. Quickly. And whoever I'm thinking of, for God's sakes, why can't I find this article? History. Um, oh, here we go. Okay, I found it. Um, where let me just let me scroll to scroll through here. the Pornhub viewing. Yeah, it. sorry, the gut. Go- yeah, so it was the governor. <laughs> it was it was the governor of New York State. Okay, basically said that um, 
the effectively he shut down the economy and he said this is a statewide order i accept full responsibility wow don't blame local service providers don't blame municipal mayors don't blame anyone else that won't be available for for people in the foreseeable future blame me good and i think more paul i like that i don't know anything about this guy because i don't follow american politics but i don't know anything about this guy but that one thing at least is this is what politicians need to be doing is basically saying like look we're just going to be better safe than sorry if we act right now and do things that may make people feel uncomfortable or may make people unhappy but this is what we have to do the end I take responsibility. Like, can you imagine a politician saying that? Like, I kind of want to watch the the video of this. I haven't watched One, it yet. But I can't even imagine a, a politician saying, I take full, res- or I accept full responsibility. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> One thing I will offer up, though, that I have heard, and it makes you think, the politicians are listening to their advisors. Yeah. So they are seeing um, more sides to the more sides to the coin i was going to say they're seeing more sides to whichever thing we're going to use than we are seeing and we we might be in uh, a poor man's seats that we're not seeing everything that's going on and i will give them that it's not always as simple as things seem but i think like you said about this new york state governor you sometimes have got to and it's about conviction as well though because if you're not convinced then you're not going to do something like that yeah, I mean, if your president's telling you that the cure is, like, pray for the cure that's coming next week, then oh, actually, why, why would you take it seriously? Yeah, and that guy's, in the, I mean, whoever would be the president, they're, they're, in a, they're going to be in a tricky situation. Because, um, yeah, it's just you tell people, no, you're screwed. <laughs> Stay home and just hope yeah, you don't you get don't want to start, What do you, you say? Don't start panic. Well, no, if you're in his position, yeah. what, do you, what do you say? Um, he's, he needs to be more careful, though, and he needs to be more aware of what he doesn't know. Um, that's one yeah. of the things is that it's cool to be you're putting out optimism, but you need you need to be careful. You can't just be spewing stuff that you don't fully understand. Says me, who has done that multiple times in the past. But I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that uh, I know my limits on what I should be saying. And if yeah. I've got a big audience, I'm going to be extra careful with what I'm saying and what I'm advising. Um, but with this, we know enough. Stay the fuck home. Stop leaving your fucking house unless you have to. If your boss is making you work, tell them they're an idiot and that you're going to work from home. And that's all we've got to say. Anything to add, Paul? No, let's let's leave it there and let's let's just play out the outro music because I just need to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs>